Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch. I'm your host Dave. I'm Perrin. I'm Cedius. And it's the second episode of the month, which means we have a returning guest. Greetings, it is Q. Yes, <laughs> he is the returning guest. And this is a scotch tasting show, so we need to get scotch poured. Dave, you're up. Woo! What, what, what are we doing? Oh! Wanna have it? I see Mary sitting there going, like, oh, really? Or Shobanach, depending on where you come from. Either way, it promises to be nice and tasty and yummy. We'll see if the promises are maintained. Or are we horribly disappointed yet again? Time will tell. Interestingly enough, just looking at the bottle reminds me of some old-time French brandy bottles. It does have that look. It's a the straight neck mm. down to a, a sort of broad, um, broad bottle. Very pale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, very. We we didn't comment on the color much uh, the last previous show. episode mm-hmm. this month, but this uh, one is kind of the color of pale straw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. There was a there was a bottle that I brought in that was a off label um, Ben Nevis that said it was no color added and it was dark. I was I think it's one of the darkest I've seen. It would depend on the barrel then. Yeah, it was a and single how, barrel. Yeah, single barrel. How long it been in there? By how much color? It, it was up? an eighteen. Mm. Yeah, I can do it. Oh my! This is. Kind of a, a weak peat. Yes, there's not much nose of peatiness in this. Well, it's not. Oh, it's not like. Um, it's not that art. it's not there. Right. But it's not the art bag. No. It's quiet and understated. Not a lot else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm <clears throat> Yep, that smells like coffee. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, um, maybe a faint fruit. Yeah, I'm getting a, um, a, a hair. Maybe hair, but slightly sweeter. Kiwi. No, not sweet. Although kiwis can be a bit tart as well, depending on when you eat. I'm not saying. I'm just. No. You said sweeter than a pear. <coughs> I listed kiwi. Kiwi is sweeter than a pear. Mm. I win. Candy pear. Oh, the palate is 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 a very nice level peat, and mm-hmm. this is smooth. This is antiseptic. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, I'm not tasting that. No, I'm not getting smooth at all. No, I'm getting oh. smooth. There's a uh, interesting. Uh, this is very smooth to me. So smooth, smooth, not, not. And, and then, oh, and the finish. Oh, and you two are wearing red shirts, which means you're going to yeah. die soon, so we win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, Maroon, maroon. I have next generation red shirt, so I, I, I'm in command. And I'm wearing a shirt from Disney, so it's going to end happily for me anyway. Because I am, I am not the evil parent who is going to die. I don't know. You might be Black Cauldron era Disney. Sweet. Mm. I'm undead. 
um, Watcher in the Woods, Karen. <laughs> um, I'm not loving the finish. I got a touch of the antiseptic just there, but it was very brief, and it just goes right into... Well, if, it, if it's antiseptic, Perrin, how's that cut on your lip with it? Not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I have to say, I'm not... I'm fascinated by the fact that we're getting two really different experiences. I, I'm finding this to be kind of a... Of a Strong antiseptic, uh, alcoholy, and then the finish is pepper. Yeah. Um, a little leather. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a hint of nail polish, remember? <laughs> I try not to drink that too much. No, if it, I need it for my nails. I, I will say the antiseptic-ness mm -hmm. hit me really hard on the first taste. It's been softer since then. It's never gone to smooth, but it's, it's, yeah, it's scaled me, back some. For me, it's uh, But I, I am 100% on Perrin's uh, finished description with the addition of uh, nail polish remover. Mm. Mm. Uh, on, the, on the palette, I'm getting either... Uh, I'm getting a little rose. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a fan. Um, no, uh, I just don't taste very good. Yeah. I I won't bore the the listening audience person with my the horrible horrible You mean you uh, have one? Yeah, that's our our dream. Hmm. No, I had rose We vodka. got a comet once. Um I had rose vodka and oh yes, and it was horrid. Yes, it's foul and disgusting stuff. Rose vodka. I think it was uh, the last one I had was by. Uh, luckily, before they went out of business, probably because of the rose vodka and shakers. <laughs> yeah, in mm. a Minnesota yes. vodka, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, my, my ex loved that rose vodka. Yeah, your ex is insane though. And yes, and she and is. We, we, yes, but um, so. The fact that I can, I'm, that's because I was like, there's a little sweetness on the on the palate, and Ooh. I, and it's and to me it's the rose, and I'm not loving it. The comes the rose comes out more of yeah. you know, add the cap full of water to oh. it. No, in the nose it's not it's, bad. It's, it's very nice in the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't I like to smell roses. I don't like to drink them. The the late finish wasn't bad because this, this was this had a long progressive finish for me and the late finish wasn't too bad mm. i will say this i went back to it a few more times and i think the how antiseptic it is depends on how quickly you open your mouth after drinking well mm. yeah you don't open your mouth oh. well, well right but there's a point at which well, you I'm will hard. open your mouth again shut <laughs> up mime <laughs> <laughs> that was last episode's joke we're done with that one Oh, are we? <laughs> we'll be done with that joke when we beat the horse. Long after it's dead. Uh, so I get a, I get a bit more sherry on the finish, and I'm, uh, the 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 wet. It's a lot more flavorful. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, um, the complexity is is. I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even getting the pee. No, 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 no. The peat's gone. There's a little rose. Surprisingly, the um, peat has gone with the water. I'm just, peats. I'm just getting sweetness in the in the nose for myself. I, I'm no, in the nose, in the nose, it's it's very rose 
I, I didn't even get the nose. I'm just oh. getting sweet. But in the fl- in the in the the pepper's gone from the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoy this one more wet, but I'm I'm not sure I'd say I enjoy it. The antiseptic oh, doesn't hit me until the finish on this one. The the, the palate was okay, and, but and, and it, it's a different kind of antiseptic burn at the top of the finish for me. I'm still finding it smooth. I I, yeah, I will say with the, with the water it, it it smoothed out. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. This is this is very smooth. It's a completely different scotch. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, you would I I if I hadn't poured it myself and kept my hands on the on the glass the whole time, <laughs> I would think somebody switched my scotches. Heaven forbid. I know. To a nice old grouse. <laughs> I've never had old grouse, but it just... Famous one? Yes. Or famous... Is it old? Famous grouse. Famous Famous grouse. grouse. I've never had old, young, or or famous. But just the fact that it's named after a grouse. Which which is very tasty when you cook it. I've never had grouse. Yeah, it's like... Old, old, new, famous, or cooked. Mm -hmm. Well, they have two new ones. They've got black grouse and white grouse. None of which I've seen here in the States, but I can get them back over. Black I've seen. Perhaps perhaps they could come out with Oscar. <laughs> Oscar the Gross? I'd, I'd buy that. I'd just, I would have to buy that. I'd just keep it on my shelf. I'd never open the bottle. I've seriously debated about buying the Ron Burgundy. Because mm. it's available again. Yes, I saw yeah, but it's a casters. I know, but sometimes blends can be okay. Whoa. Okay. For the record, as we've not had any on the show, officially, you've got no legs to stand on, sir. I have lots of legs to stand on. He is a spider. <laughs> we, we, we've actually referred to him as dryers, in, in, <laughs> yeah. to, be, to be fair. Dave the dryer. I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, there just aren't many of them. There are a couple. And usually when somebody else is paying for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like free free Mr. Blue label. Free uh, I don't know, yeah, I've been meaning to get my hands on some of that. But a free makes a lot of things taste better. Yeah. It really does. Um it's that certain bouquet to it. Best flavor ever. I'm trying to remember when I was on the cruise, the last cruise, they did a tasting and it wasn't, I think it was black. It was either black or blue, I don't remember. Black's easy to get. Yeah, but it was... Double black. But it was surprisingly good. I, I mean, to me, I was yeah, expecting it to be really horrible. Um, the, uh, and they, they I would served, never recommend red. No. No, red to anybody. Red, red is what you put in your car. Uh, well, I, I still use it for drain cleaner. Turpins and tubes. Cleaning paint brushes. Yeah. Magic tricks when you need something to go woof. That's what it's going to be. But uh, no, the, the black was adequate. You know, it's not it's not something I would be like, oh, you got to try it. But I wouldn't be like, what are you trying to serve me here? It's it's a deep... I, I will tell you, I will drink Johnny Black as a default to any bar that only has Glenlivet or McCallum in it. Yeah, well, that depends on how much the McCallum is. I, well, if it's 12, 15, or 18. Hmm. 
I can't. I can't. Yeah. Be, you know, I, if the if the Macallan Twelve is not fifteen dollars, I'll go. I'll go for that over it over the Johnny Walker Black. Even though the Johnny Walker Black is ten. Yeah. Even if the Johnny Walker Black is ten. I won't. Yeah. I nice. won't buy them in the in the unless it's a special occasion. It has to be something different for me to buy it in a bar. Because if yeah. I want to drink Johnny Walker Black, or if I want to drink Glenlivet, I can go to a store and buy a whole bottle. And sometimes they shake it into the bar and drink it and stick two fingers up at the bar and go, I got my own. But I mean, it's like three drinks equals one bottle. Yeah. Sometimes the steakhouses that I go to have a really, really bad scotch yeah. selection, and you're stuck drinking one of the usual suspects. Yeah, but but um, for me generally I won't I won't bend to get to spend the money unless it's something either that I really like, um, you know, a Lafroig or Langevin, yeah. but or something I don't. I, I it's rare that I haven't had it. But I, if I it's had, unusual. I had a Delmore 18 at the end of May. At, uh, nice. The, uh, at the Derby Steakhouse in in uh, Arcadia, California. Mm. They're uh, apparently known for their uh, Kentucky Pass. Derby stuff. They got horse paraphernalia all over the place. <laughs> Sorry, you don't just say. And, yeah. as you, and as you walk in, you step in something. <laughs> Well, no, you get your uh, let that horse in here. you get your scotch with a little bit of PCP in it, <laughs> <laughs> and if you get too rowdy, they just put you down. Mm-hmm. Nice. Turn Take you money. to the glue factory. Mm. So, I am. I'll leap on this one to begin with. Okay. And draw, uh, neat. I did not enjoy it. Just straight up, did not enjoy it. Um, wet, stunningly, I kind of liked it. Um, and that makes it hard for me to decide how I want to rate this one. I'm going to give it a 2.9. It's it's overall a little below what I would want as an average scotch, but there was enough interesting to, to about the wet to keep me happily trying it if it was available, but I probably wouldn't go out and buy it. Well, I... I'll say that I liked it both neat and wet. You are insane and crazy. <clears throat> Says the mind. And, you know, I, I found that they were two very different flavors, which happens from time to time, but is a, is a rarity. And so something that I can, I can enjoy in two different ways, depending on how I want to drink it. Standing up and sitting down? Yeah, exactly. Uh, gives it a little, little bit of a bonus for me. So I think I'm gonna go. I would say that each of the two are probably just a touch above average, but be, I'm gonna combine them and say three seven five. Oh, <laughs> it's a floor wax, and and no polish, and a dessert topping. You are certifiable, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I know how to keep my mouth shut when I'm drinking my scotch. Okay. Well, that way it doesn't pour out when you, <laughs> right. when you pour it in. 
Neat, I would not have even given this a two. Um, Wets brought it up a little bit, but uh, because this is the worst thing that we have had this month so far, I am going to give it no better than the two because this was not good. Ooh. Ooh. Not good at all. Well, this is this is shaping up to be one of the most divisive. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Dave. Well, this doesn't, wow. This, yeah. That has never happened. <laughs> this, 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 this doesn't come as a surprise because the two of you started liking it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, yeah. I thought it was very nice. Both, uh, both neat. Uh, I actually preferred it neat to, uh, but then that's me. Uh, to wet. Um, again, two completely different flavor profiles when you add the water to it. Um, both of them still smooth to my liking. Uh, so I'm going to give this uh, 3.5. Huh? No, the thing that is, we usually, I mean, we there's always some level of disagreement because mm-hmm. it's a very personal judgment, mm-hmm. but it's rare that it's more than about a point. Yeah. So when we get like a 1.75, yeah, that's that's I that I find really interesting. It's like yeah, no, this this one did not speak to me at all. It was yeah, clearly this was a very divisive. Yeah. yeah. No. It, well, because mm. and it's not like you know. You would expect that if, say, I hated Petey and they love Petey. Then when we have a Petey one, I'd expect to see very different scores. But we, we all like the, I mean, there's there's certain um, second second uh, cask flavors that you're not a oh, fan of. Oh, God. Yeah, he, he, he dislikes the ports. I love the ports. He likes the Santorines. I hate the Santorines, so. Not Santorine person. But, but I mean... Not usually a huge fan of multiple cask whiskies anyway. I tend to find that whatever one it's been in first will impart the bulk of the flavor and the rest is just fluff. But that's my opinion. I, I still really want to get my hands on the Glen Britain ice. Yeah, I know you do. I don't know so that. Bad. Yeah. It, it's, it's, so, so there's a Canadian distillery called Glenora mm-hmm. uh, in, in Nova Scotia that has an ice wine finished line that is only available in Canada. Ooh. I know. I want to get me some of that. So, so I, except I think it would be incredibly sweet because of the ice wine. Our, our, that would be the logical conclusion. Yeah, but it's I, like uh, I wanted my try boss it to find out. Mm-hmm. So, this next time that she goes home, okay. The um, the podcast that we kind of spun out of, apropos of nothing, um, had a Canadian guest come down and happened to to, to bring a bottle and. They were aware of this show because this is their old microphone and, and knew to taunt me on their show that they were tasting this thing. Because unfortunately, the, 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 the Glen Breton Ice only comes in 250 mil bottles. No, that's 375s. No, 250s. Damn these metric measures. <laughs> and so for those of you playing the home game, that is one third the size of a normal bottle. And they it's, killed it on the show. It's not even a pint. They killed it on the show and taunted me when they poured out the last of it. Like, oh, I guess we're not saving anything for Cedia Scotch Bringer. And I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so, and then when Dave and I went to record at, at the AON Labs, at, uh, which were at Matt's house at that point in time, they had the empty bottle prominently sitting out <laughs> to taunt me. 
and I did like give they them, would. I, I I did give them the credit for uh, for, oh, for, for oh, doing that. A well played taunt. Yes. Did they at least let you sniff what was left of the cork? Uh, I, I did have access to the bottle, and uh, this only furthered my desire. I, I really kind of wish I hadn't. Yeah. Because then I could just longingly going, okay, I have no idea what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be special. But no, now I know, no, I need to try this. No, and so, so, the, so the one thing uh, I, I did try was I was going to one-up them. Uh, I've had a couple of people go to Canada since then or uh, have another Canadian come down to visit for... Um, Horror Fest this last year. Unfortunately, I didn't get them in, get to them in time before other people had placed their booze orders. Ah. Um, and so I did not get anything, but I was going to get the 15, where they'd only have the 12, um, to, to, to do something to one-up them. But uh, I, I have since read the descriptions on the website, and honestly, I should either do the 12 or the 18. The 15 would probably not speak to me personally. So where would you get it in Canada? I am told by the website, it looks like there is a place in Winnipeg that you could get it. Um, there's several places in Toronto. So many air drive. Um, so Winnipeg's more than an hour. I said Nate air drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I love shopping. Is, is, the there, CBA, is there a Canadian location in Thunder Bay that sells it? Not that I saw. That's too bad because I might <laughs> make a trip up to Thunder you Bay. You know, in honestly, I would I be in Toronto. If we can find out somewhere that sells it in Toronto, all right, I'll try to look at it. Well, we'll, here's, we'll here's, look when the show's over. Well, here's the other thing: if they don't have it there, I would bet that if you call a liquor store in Toronto and say, "I'm going to be arriving in this month, can you get a bottle?" I, you know, it's not a, it's not well, a guarantee, the, but the, I would think they the would website, I, I'm fairly certain the website does still list locations that, okay. that have carried Glen Breton as a whole. I don't know whether or not it specifically carries the ice. Right. This is the, the thing um, why we would have to order in advance. Um, I did actually contact um, Bob, the, the VP of sales at Glenora directly to see if he could ship some here. And unfortunately, um, shipping across the border is tricksy. And since they have no official distribution in Minnesota at all, oh, it was. I hate it. Really, I hate the booze laws. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're they're truly you can tell they are truly not set up for anything except protectionism and uh, weird cultural or religious things that no longer that shouldn't apply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fiat looks. We're realizing you forgot to read the bottle first. Oh well. I did get it right the first time. It was cute enough. This limited batch Bonahaven Kyobarach, which means smoky mist. I'm sorry, false advertising there. Not much smoke, lots of mist. Lots and lots <laughs> of mist. <laughs> Began with the dream of Ian McMillan, our master distiller. His desire was to reflect the 19th century origins of Bunnahaven, both the place and the single malt's charming yet complex character. Ian took imagination and inspiration from life on Isla in the 1800s, when the whole community was dependent on peat for warmth, fuel and trade. A time when smoke from the open fires mingled with the salty sea air to create a smoky mist you could almost taste. Many years of careful nurturing have resulted in an unchill-filtered single malt bursting with complex layers of natural flavours. 
evocative of times long past. This lemon liquid gold has been matured in ex-bourbon casks for over ten years, producing a rich, sweet, creamy, yet oaky maltiness on the palate, complementing the intensely peated fragrant smoke on the nose. I, I, I think they yeah. understood the word intense. <laughs> and and mild, mild cork darkery there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is the term we have for um, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, on the booyah. <laughs> when you read it and you're like, none of those things actually came to pass. There was some accuracy there, but it was limited. Let me know. It, it's not a good sign when the closest thing that you got was the lemony yellow color. <laughs> hey, they got that right. So, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about the second casks, uh, you know, for flavoring. I, I like seeing what they're able to do with, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's in a rum cask, it's in a this, just to see what does it do. But there's, I think, I think that some of them age it much more significantly in the second cask and some of them just put it in long enough to be able to claim it yeah. was yeah this has been in three casts over 15 years but that's 11 2 and 2 it doesn't really count that much well mm-hmm. or 14 6 months, six months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is usually what they do mm-hmm. um, alright now we are drinking the oh this is going to be terrible to pronounce for, for those of you who, who speak English. It's called Port Dundas. Dundas? Dundas. And this is a single grain scotch whiskey. So to educate all of you fine folks at home who may be listening and are still sober, um, we don't only just make single malts in Scotland. We also make single grain. So if you think about single malt being from malted barley, this is made from malted wheat. Blasphemy! No, it's actually quite tasty. <laughs> One thing to note is that when you're drinking a blended scotch, 70% of that whiskey is going to be grain whiskey rather than malt whiskey. Hmm. For the most part. And if you get one of these strange things that calls itself pure malt, which thankfully they don't use that term much these days, that tends to be a blend of all single malts. Ah, so it's a it's still a blend, but it's a malt blend. Yes. As opposed to blended, which is usually grain, grain, grain and malt whiskeys, and mostly grain, mostly grain, and just enough malt to be able to legally claim. That's still whiskey. <laughs> so you will find this quite interesting. I I will confess to having had this one before, which is why I brought it over. But well, that, uh, that's there. There's several of the yeah, bottles yeah. you've got, and mm-hmm. you taste and, and you brought this back from. Yeah, I brought this back from an interesting place called Total Wine in Bloomington. (laughs) So, a foreign country. A foreign country. The other side of 394. (laughs) I try not to travel there. On my map, it just says, Hear Me Dragons. (laughs) Banded Hope all ye who enter. (laughs) But it's really close to uh, Castle Convergence, so... Yeah, well, you can see... The misty borders yes. from there, but but I fear I fear the travel. Not it much on the nose. Hearts to travel. 
that far yes, south. Uh, to West Bloomington. <laughs> now, now, uh, for, former guest of the show, Don Krasnowski, is, 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 is quite the intrepid knight. She uh, lives in those uh, desolate hills. <laughs> So, but but I'm sure she do. I'm sure she has to travel back regularly to obtain food. <laughs> but the nose I'm just getting alcohol. I'm not hold on. Time for snorting coffee. That's right. I'm gonna do that next. Ah oh, coffee. Come I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try this coffee thing. There's a touch of apple in there. Yeah, I'll give you the touch of apple. I mean, the idea is it resets your your smell receptors. Is the technical term. olfactory senses? So, so, so it's refining the smell receptors. receptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely smell the apple. What kind of apple would this be? Shut up! <laughs> I'm the- not the mime. <laughs> 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 oh, we're both number one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm out. Mm. Visual gags on an audio podcast drink. Leaves more to the imagination. That is that is definitely an interesting. Wow, that was very sweet. Yeah, on the on the well on the on the tongue, an initial initial burst, really sweet. Um, no finish. Oh, I'm getting one. Um, maybe banana. Yup. Mm-hmm. Um, the burst of sweet banana on the tongue. Um, it's not banana for the palate and the finish. Ripe fruit cake. Maybe Your grandmother's alcohol laden fruitcake. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting a little banana in the palate too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, banana is the strong note yeah. on the top of the finish that fades to a kind of leather or rubber. I'm not sure which yet. You know, or I, I'm I, leaning more toward like tire rubber. Actually, I got banana bread in the. In oh, the there palate. you go. Yeah, Maybe and I know that's partly because banana in. in uh, yeah. Calls forth, but, but I mean, it's got that that um, uh, bready kind of yeah yeah that that's what I was looking for With a little bit chewed mm-hmm. yeah the the, the tiry leathery nose so mm-hmm. yeah the banana bread is spot on um, I can see the tobacco another meal in a glass there is a finish it's it's yeah. short mm-hmm. um. Kind of like a fruit cake, maybe with a little tobacco. Yeah. Smoke it, eat it, drink it. Maybe a little First maltiness, time. a little just mm. not that much though. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure is it grassy or malty or certainly a little grassy. Okay, maybe that's what I'm. Not bad. Nothing. Nothing unpleasant. Just um, not fresh mown, but. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And not in a Chinese curse kind of way. Yeah, so this is your first experience of single grain. No. no. It, is, it is for me. No, oh. and and I didn't like my first experience, so 
this is a, a much better better showing than I'm trying to remember which one it was oh. that I had. It, it, Kilbegan Distillery is the one that makes it. Hmm. Whatever Kilbegan is. Kilbegan's an Irish one. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it, it, but it was a single count. grain. So, but in terms of single grain experience, yes, I, I I get that it's an Irish. Although the other the other things out of Kilbegan that we had, um, two of them were Scotch whiskeys, and then the other three were Irish whiskeys. So I don't know which one this was supposed to be more in the style of but no it, 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 I, I acknowledge your point they, they are definitely an Irish distillery um, but oh uh, I forgot that I was going to have some wet whoops <laughs> I, I've been too interested in in tasting what this was like because I've never had a single grain before and uh <coughs> well, actually, that was the water, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes. He survives quite happily in whiskey, but chokes on water. Yeah, well, I, my body has become acclimated to the one. <laughs> You're in the choice between those two. Yeah. <laughs> water or water of life? Yeah, if I was going to drown, man, I'd want to drown in, <coughs> in Scotch, that's for sure. <coughs> Alright, the water did not do the nose any benefit. It didn't hurt it though. I don't know. It stayed pretty much the same for me. Maybe a little bit more alcohol. Yeah, that's what I was getting. But just a touch. Now, for those of you listening at home, if you like what we said about this one, buy it quick. The distillery has since closed down, and this is them getting rid of all the remaining stock. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, I am, I am fascinated by the opening and closing of distilleries. And I mean, it, one, if it were just, well, occasionally a distillery goes out of business because of bad business practices or terrible yeah. products. Or, yeah. yeah. Although, how can that be with scotch? Well, no. not new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I once had a bottle of that. Jet Black Whiskey. And we, we, we tried to find some, and we 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 want we've been twenty years since I've lost it. Well, it's, it's still around. Yeah, really? Yeah. We, 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 we found. Yeah, they they, they run about three hundred dollars a bottle now. We we found a bottle that was labeled Lock Do, but what was in it was definitely watered down something. Lock don't. Yeah. Well, it was it was very weak, uh, which is not a. And it's I, not I, an adjective that one describes with lock do. And I've heard stories concerning why that was likely the case that we'll, we can get into later. Yeah, I'm uh, sure that there was Basically, adulterated vodka was squidding. Don't joke there. <laughs> I'm giving it a shot. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, yeah, in, in every business, you know, the owner dies or um, something happens and they close down or a new one starts up. That doesn't surprise me. But but Scotch distilleries are a fascinating. Like, mm. there are, many of them are owned by the same um, conglomerate, conglomerate, and they're constantly opening and closing them. And I can't help it's all but about think supply and demand. Yeah, and I can't help but think some of it is truly just 
they they own enough of them, and they can look long. I mean, you have to in the in the Scotch business, you have to look long term because at best at least ten years. At least ten years. I mean, at best, your 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 products ten years, and really, if you're planning on staying in business and and having more product, you're looking at 18, 20, 25. And so I really think that some of these conglomerates just, well, let's close this one. It's popular, but not our main moneymaker. And then we'll open that one. And in 15 or 20 years, we'll we'll open a different one and close a different one because that way they keep spiking the demand. As I, I was going to say, that is precisely where they start making the money is on the rarity. Mm-hmm. So if I close this distillery, like uh, the guys that own Portland Dust, and move production elsewhere, I now have something rare on my hands because there's going to be no more of it there. Mm-hmm. And so over time, the price of this one will go through the roof. Yep. Assuming people like it. Yeah, I, I know that uh, Nika, one of the Japanese... Lines um, has recently stopped producing single malt. Yeah, so although they're still producing um, plenty of other, plenty of alcohol to blend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I look at that as they may have decided that they can't compete, or they just make more money. Well, it's it's like when That's you at one point from. when you um, Q used to work for HP. Yes. And you were telling me that the division A division, your division, I don't remember, was making like. 15% or 12% or something like that and they closed it not because it wasn't making money it's because they wanted to make more money and they felt they could make more money doing something else with yes. the resources mm-hmm. and that's precisely it and so you've got to figure that sometimes like Nika probably is making money with single malt they probably can make more with blended because there's a higher demand and you aren't while, while there is still a, uh, an exacting mm-hmm. Um, standard of how much of what goes in to make. I mean, that in a weird way, the people who do uh, blendeds or like um, the Glenlivet 12, it's in a weird way, they, the standards are higher for them because they have to make it taste exactly the same. Every mm-hmm. time. Every time. You know, it, it's boring from a from a consuming point of view. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I like single malts versus blenders because they're different all the time. It's like craft beer versus Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, if your Budweiser has to taste exactly the same every single day, you, no matter you, which you of you the American blunts, America, America, America. <laughs> but, but if, you know, if you make, well, I mean, we've had where it's supposedly the same thing. And and not in the adulterated lock do stuff, but where we've had it's it's the same year. Well, okay, yeah, single we'll, cast versus we've got, a, single we've, got cast. we've got a single barrel that we've side by side taste tested, and they're night and day. Oh yeah, this is yep. this is and always going to happen because yep. and that's why I love scotch. When they bottle it, so what mm-hmm. you're buying at the eighty proof point. Um, is going to be the product of many, many barrels of the same year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but there is going to be, depending on where that barrel is in the warehouse, and they should be rotating them regularly, like they claim to, mm-hmm. um, you are going to get different taste yeah. profiles, especially with Islas. The ones that stay closer to the ocean are going to have a richer taste to them than the ones that are in the back of the warehouse. Well, um, what uh, Springbank, my my favorite is Springbank tw- uh, 21. 
I had a Springbank 21, and now it's been long enough, and who knows if I had the 21 now next to, say, the Aberfeldy 21 that I've had and some of the others that I really love. I don't know, but it was fabulous. And these guys have had some Springbank. The 15. The 15. And found it vile. Lemon Lysol and antiseptic. Really? Oh, it was and, and it could be... Even Ginger Ale had a hard time saving that one. <laughs> and it could be that that's just personal preference, that, that I'd taste it and I'd love it or something. But it also could be that that year's production of Springbank 15 is just a different flavor and, than... And that's what the whole point of blending the barrels over right. the years to help even well, out in those theory, outliers. Springbank 15 should taste like Springbank 15 regardless, but it it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it... I'm, I'm sort of stunned that Glenlivet 12 always tastes like Glenlivet 12 because they must have that. They, they very much want to make it that mm-hmm. standardized. And, you know, McAllen does the same thing. You know, they they will put they will put a touch of 21 in if they have to, to mm-hmm. make it taste the way that they want it. Because the only year that you have to put on the bottle is the is minimum the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what you tend to find, though, with the people like, uh, you know, the Glen Levitts and the McAllens, and actually the guys that make the grain whiskey as well, mm-hmm. is that's industrial strength capacity. Yeah. Yeah. There's geared industrial taste. Well, Thankfully not, but it's that's what they're geared to because they're mm-hmm. so popular. They have to right. have that kind of scale and capacity. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to the places like uh, you know Lafroyc, which is very popular, but mm-hmm. doesn't sell anywhere near as much as Glenlivet, so they don't have to have that kind of scale of production. Mm-hmm. Well, and and taking it to the the other one, Springbank. Compared, I mean, I know that they have a large production for blended, mm-hmm. but their single malt production is tiny compared to a lot of other distilleries. So it's not a, it, it really doesn't surprise me if it turns out that there's a wide variety of, of you know, ten, it's probably not that big a deal, that huge a difference between, you know, 2015 and 2016, but 2015 and 2025, I bet it drifts. <clears throat> okay, and now for the sacred reading. Off the box. You brought this one because you can actually read the text. <laughs> yeah, I will. <was. laughs> <laughs> Portland Das, 12 year old, aged in American oak. Merca. Mm-hmm. Merca. And no, we don't mean Budweiser by that. <laughs> There's no rice involved in this one. This unusual single grain Scotch whiskey is from one of Scotland's most historic closed distilleries. Set beside the Forth and Clyde Canal on a hill, overlooking the vibrant city of Glasgow. Port Dundas was a prominent local landmark for over two centuries. Fortunately, remaining stocks still allow us a glimpse of that glorious past. This 12-year-old single-grain scotch, aged in American oak casks, is different from traditional Scottish whiskies. It's fresh, sweet, and wonderfully light on its feet. Fruity ripe banana and crisp green apples lead a spicy sweet nose into honeyed buttery rum toffee, while a light creamy smooth texture that embraces vanilla rich flavours of cereal bar and chocolate dominates the almost effervescent palate. 
leaving a clean, nutty, and warming finish. I will say, out of all the ones that we've had this evening, this actually is closest to what we've actually tasted yeah. in the description. I, I'm not sure I would go with the chocolate, but the no, cereal. The cereal, when I was talking was about the grass, grass and, and, the, grass and, and the, trying to figure that out, I, I, I'm well willing to say cereal sums that up nicely. Yeah, I would say that, that what I got as fruitcake could be the, the, the rum toffee with yeah. cereal and... Mm -hmm. Maybe even the chocolate. Like, I could see maybe... No. Trail mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not not a, a bad description. No. Not bad on, on our part or their part. Finally, yeah. true. Now, I have to ask, mm -hmm. the, the one that we were going to give him, we can still ask him the fourth one? Yeah. We can still have him pronounce it. Ooh. Yeah, be careful with that. So. Oh, very nice. Now, very nice in So I ha I'm curious. I've been to Scotland once, and I did get to, to only once, Mike, because because for those listening at home, we haven't actually let him back yet. But eventually, I will sneak. I will sneak back over the border. When is your probation due up? Uh, probably 2019 or later. Um, God, that's... I'm sorry, I'm just trying to deal with the fact that I used the date 2019. Because I'm still going to be 29, goddammit. <laughs> um, and I've drunk scotch at, uh, at a B&B mm -hmm. on the Whiskey Trail. How... Other than the vast array of other options in, that that Scottish pubs would have, how how does how does the experience differ, or does it really, in Scotland versus drinking here? <clears throat> um, we just go and order it and drink it. Okay. I mean, so it at its. We, yeah, a lot of these things, you know, like when you do the uh, the whiskey tour and everything else, it's, it's, it's for tourists. <laughs> Most of us don't normally bother. We just go, oh yeah, nice bottle, I'll have some, let's uh, pour it out for me. Barbarians will occasionally put a drop of ice in it, which is okay in a warm day, but I prefer those granite ice cubes now that you yeah. can get and just pour yeah, whiskey zones. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I just was wondering if having, I mean, granted, I was on the whiskey trail, but it was a, a one, I think it was a single or double-sided mini, single-spaced mini-graphed list of scotches. And and they weren't known, we didn't stop there because they were known as, like, the place to stop for all the choices. It was just a pub. A pub. And, I mean, it's got to be interesting, because here, if there's more than eight choices, that's that's unusual. That is very unusual. It's more than if it's more than eight choices, it's Merlin's rest. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. Monte Carlo was a good about seventy of them. Same as a lot of it is local. It's like okay, this distillers will sort of say the local pub here have a couple of bottles, see what you can do with it, and um, they're always there for anybody that comes in. Quick, pass these on to the tourists, do not suspect. <laughs> so, so would they have all the different expressions of the local distillery? Some of them or do, some of them don't. Okay. 
Well, I just, I mean, it's been, I didn't get to really stop at a lot of places when I was there, and I've been there only once. And so I'm just wondering how different, I mean, obviously the the, the pubs differ um, as the, the, I mean, I'm sure they, they have the equivalent of the sports bar, but most of the pubs felt much more like this is the, the village <coughs> or town is small, Mm-hmm. It, um, well, one of the things older, to note, in, intimate. One of the things to note is that our pubs are pubs. Mm-hmm. The seldom would you walk into one of our pubs and go, "I'll have a pint of this and can I have a menu, please?" Because nine times out of ten, there's no food sold; it's just drink. And occasionally, a packet of peanuts. Well, they have to serve food here in Minnesota, I otherwise know. they can't serve beer on Sunday. And that's what telling me, sadly, I have found this to be true. Are you telling me you can't go into any pub and get a chicken tikka? You cannot go into any pub and get chicken tikka. I thought that was against the law. I thought it was a requirement that you could get a chicken tikka anywhere in Scotland. No, no, no. In English pubs, yes. You have to buy oh. haggis and ours. <laughs> Actually, I've had haggis, but I didn't mm-hmm. find it. The blood pudding, I wasn't so fond of. And have you told your readers the stories of the haggis? But the left-handed haggis and the right-handed haggis. What is the difference between a right and left-handed right. haggis? So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very interesting tale. So you get left-handed haggis whose feet are shorter on the left-handed side so that it stays straight when it's running around the mountain. And the same for the right-handed haggis so that it can run around the mountain. And the haggis that you get to eat is that strange crossbreed between the two because all its legs are the same size, so it falls down the mountain where people can catch it and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll keep that in mind next time I'm looking for it. It's amazing how many American tourists actually believe that. (laughs) Sadly, sadly no. (laughs) No, we, uh, when when we were in Scotland, we wanted to try haggis and we mentioned it to the lovely family running the B&B she was offended she was like you don't don't get it in a restaurant you might not like it and then it's a waste and she was just <laughs> offended that we might do that and and then have wasted our our haggis our, our well your money or my money your haggis and so she had some frozen um and got it out and cooked it for our breakfast the next morning and you made sure the legs were chopped off oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah I have no idea whether it was left, right, or, or straight. Um, you can't catch the left or the right. Well, it's got to be the straight. It's be the straight. And, um, and she, she was... I think she was a little surprised that, we, that, that I enjoyed the haggis. Jenny was like, no, no, I'm not having haggis, thanks. And yet, she's Scottish. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> well, I'm German and can't stand sauerkraut, so... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. How many Scotsmen really want to eat haggis? Quite a lot, actually. Okay. Well, in fact, if, if you go into... It's the reason that they still serve it. Well, yes, but it's like eating lutefisk in, in Minnesota. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, except haggis is tasty. Yeah. And if you go into one of our local eating establishments, otherwise known as a fish and chip shop, you can get your haggis deep-fried in batter. Kind of like at the state fair. I'm surprised there isn't I'm surprised there isn't deep fried haggis on a stick at the state fair. Mm. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Well, I still remember your goal. Deep fried beer. On deep a stick. Deep fried beer on a stick. 
Well, I did, I did qualify at one point. I said you could use a straw, and that would be an upside-down stick. And essentially, what you do is you get some Japanese rice paper, you wet it, you fold it into the shape that you want, you mm -hmm. let it dry, you pour the beer in, seal it at the top, dip it in batter, flash fry it like a tempura, flash fry it for about 30 seconds, bring it out, put the straw in it, and drink. Deep-fried beer on a stick. Somebody has to try it. Copyright. Extreme tasting scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Extreme tasting scotch. 2016. Patent pending. <laughs> Flavor optional. And, and uh, America. <laughs> and I'm just picturing all the horrible, horrible accidents when somebody's holding this this deep fried beer and they're watching like a race or something, and they're like, "Yeah!" Bloosh. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the accident someone tries to eat it versus drinking the beer out first. Yeah, oh, and you could probably, like, hold it up and bite off one corner and then chug the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pixie stick your beer? Yeah. Have someone blow into the straw while you glug from the bottom. <laughs> Only if you're really hard. Damn it, stop sucking! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are some people who just can't stop sucking. <laughs> No, 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 this, this is part of the course for the show. Honestly, this is we we we've been retained at this point. So I suppose we, we should roll this. We should, yeah. we, we should go yeah. to the scoring. Yeah, uh, and here are the results from the Norwegian jury. Uh, no Russian judge starts. The Russian judge. Um, we 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 will go with the obvious note that it is a given fact. Those who have listened to the show, uh, I'm not the fan of banana. So, uh, that being said, this marks against it from the get-go because that was the major note uh, of the late palette, early finish. So this was not going to do well for me. That being said, though, this was still better than the last one as far as I was concerned, and it was still better than the first one we had uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm just going to give it a 2.5. Well, banana fana fo fana to you. <laughs> hey, considering I dislike banana to the level I, the fact that I gave it a 2.5 speaks well of this. So, I'm, I'm not sure how much of my vote is going to be I have never had a single grain before, so the newness is kind of fun and exciting. Um, I drank all of it before I got it. I had any for wet, which I guess is a sign that I must have enjoyed it. Because if I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't have just... Ooh, <laughs> this is interesting. Ooh. So we call that shiny new toy syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give it a 3.22. Um, I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna run out and buy any, but I really I did enjoy uh, drinking this. <clears throat> I'm gonna go for a straight three. Um, admittedly, I brought it along just to, to try and mix things up a little to see if people actually knew we made single grain whiskies. Uh, it's not my favorite. I still prefer single malts because they get better depth of flavor. From them, but it's not inoffensive. It's a nice, smooth sipping whiskey, and it would last you all night. Mm -hmm. Well, one bottle should last you all night. <laughs> As a general rule, yes. If you if you have completed the bottle and are looking for another, that's something to think about. <laughs> Look for it in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this might be convenient for you later. <laughs> so, I I thought it was all right. I thought it was just. You know, slightly above average. I, I like the banana taste. 
I uh, liked the other notes. I didn't find anything offensive about it. It was not great. Uh, it was better than the last experience I had with a single grain by a long shot. But, you know, it wasn't... There's nothing wrong with it. And it's... But it's only slightly above average. It's not very deep, not very complex. It's, it's a lot of banana. But it's all right. I'm going to give it a 325. All right. Well, because I was an idiot and forgot to look between shows whether or not Schrodinger's is still playing, I can't tell you. Uh, hopefully you already saw it, just in case it's not. Um... Fearless will be at Convergence, which is coming oh, up very God, soon now. Super soon. Yes, it is super soon. Yes, um, is. We will be performing Big Fun Radio Fun Time immediately before opening ceremonies again this year. And we will be doing uh, the Masquerade Halftime Show again. Uh, this year it's probably going to be a little bit more improv heavy than it's been in the past. But that seems to be going over relatively well. So... Um, We've, we've got some fun things planned in terms of the, the improv games we're going to play. and, and I, We've already talked about one of the scenes that we know we're going to do, and I'm not going to talk about it here because you should really be there to see it. Because it's going to be epic! That's what I got. Woo! Um, I'm going to be at Convergence. Find me. Give, I mean, me, give me scotch. Uh, oh, actually, I should say that Thursday night, 10 p.m., there's going to be a Scotch and Cigars event out on the Smoker's Paradise that uh, I will be there, and I will probably be able to finagle Dave into being there. Uh, you might have to twist my arm. Yeah. Yeah, you had me right up until cigars, but... Yeah. Well, you only have to partake of the pieces that you want to partake um, of. I will be at Convergence as well, and I will have Scotch to share. Uh, I will also be on a Tales from the Motor Pool panel. Yes, you will. That will be interesting. Uh, and free or two, if you're listening, I'm expecting some good cigars like we had at your uh, bachelor party. Just saying. <laughs> Are you going to be at Convergence? I'm not sure yet. Well, world traveler, we hope we see you there. But I will be in Glasgow in two weeks drinking more scotch. <laughs> well, think think of us, and and we will wish we had your scotch. Mm-hmm. So so wait, if he's gonna be in Glasgow in two weeks, with does that mean he's in Glasgow right now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Scotchy watchy. Scotchy watchy. Scotchy 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 scotch. So, I'm happy if anybody else has a has a toast they want to use, but if they don't. I do have a toast, uh, and it's in honor of some significantly sized trouble in in uh, Little China. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Here's to the Army and Navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's color, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Thank you, Jack Burton. <laughs>